Hello there. Welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I join you live every Thursday, 4 o'clock Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you for being here with me and reserving a little time to upgrade your writing or dive deeper into your writing or just claiming that it's time to live an extraordinary life, a life that maybe even you planned and you are authoring. Right at this very, very moment, Eric and I are in the radio station and the sun has just parted ways with this huge, ugly rain cloud. It is shining its brilliance straight into the studio after it being kind of a darkish day out there. It's it's extraordinary right now. So we are feeling into the energy of extraordinary, which brings me to the topic today that we're going to get into, which is that great teachers recognize your talents. Great teachers recognize your talents You might be thinking, well, I'm not in school right now, and I'm not studying anything right now. But, you know, when you've you've had a great teacher or two or 10 or 20, their ideas go with you no matter where you go. And those ideas might even help you think about signing up for the next wonderful class or getting involved in some real beautiful goal strengthening, especially as a a new year is right upon us here. If you're listening to us live, we are just in our last weeks of 2021. And I can tell you, I've been planning out 2022. One of the things I know is that you, you at least need a great plan before you go into the year. You don't know which things on that list are going to happen. And which things won't happen, but it just helps to have at least a great plan, something you can set your eyes on, something you can refer to as you start up the new year. One of the things my great teachers have taught me is not only to have a plan, but how to make a great plan. And it usually starts with those areas where they saw talent in me. That's what a great teacher does. A great teacher recognizes your talents. They may be the ones you were born with, or they may be the ones that you you sort of collected over time. You, You collected an interest that helped you develop a talent. But I, I really think that there, there's this little seedlings of talents in us when we're born, and we have these opportunities to really cultivate them into being all that we want them to be. One person I think of right away when I think of someone who is talented and who was seen by her teacher, in her case, her grandmother, as talented. It is my mom. My mom has this incredible ability to quilt and to embroider and to knit. And I'm talking about Smithsonian quality pieces here. I'm I'm not in any way uh, bad-mouthing the the little scarf made for the 10-year-old child. That's a wonderful thing, too. But you can go very, very, very far with the skills that my mother had only as a, a very young girl her grandmother recognized and and kept teaching her the next thing and the next thing and the next thing to do. When I look at, say, the quilts that my mother has done and I measure out an inch you know, a very small amount of stitching. The number of hand stitches that fill in that inch, my eyes can barely, barely calculate it. 
but but there's times when it's you know it's two digit numbers within that one inch of space that she has done her stitching. You can stand a far far distance away from any of the quilts my mother has made and make out exactly the fullness of the images that she has stitched. She is so precise, and she's been doing it her whole life. But would she have? If someone like her grandmother, the great teacher that she was, hadn't said, you know, you have a real talent for this. You have a great ability to stitch, and I'm going to teach you how to take it further and further and further. Like I said, I think my mother's quilts belong in the Smithsonian, and if it's up to me, someday you'll go there and you'll see one of her quilts. Really, they, they adorn my bed. They adorn the rooms of people close to her. But I do look forward to the day that since my great-grandmother saw the talent in my mother, that one day someplace like the Smithsonian says, oh, yes, we see it too. It all starts with your great teacher. Your great teacher is the one looking over you and everyone else in the room and is noticing the unique abilities each of you have. You're all very unique. Think about when you were so young and you were in those classrooms and maybe you were that fidgety kid. Maybe you were the one that didn't want to be in school. Maybe you sat next to me and you had to put up with me who wanted to be in school, who loved school. I loved school. You know why? Because I was away from authority with the exception of teachers and me and teachers got along really well. But I loved school. I loved reading. I loved studying. I loved doing my homework. I was I was the kid that a lot of people didn't like because <laughs> I thought school was pretty great stuff. But I also, I'll, I'll just say it. I mean, I, I know this is not going to be favorable to some of you, but I listened when my teachers pointed out my talents. I listened. I had a teacher once who said, you know, you have quite the ability to recount a story in your own words. And I was like, what is recount? What does that mean? And she says, you have an ability to see things in your own way and to say it back. And at the time I thought, well, I wonder why that matters. I wonder why she would point that out. I mean, I hope she's noticed that I'm doing pretty well in math. And I hope she noticed that I memorized all those planets just the way we were supposed to. And I didn't really know why recounting a story mattered. But I did listen. Why? Well, I thought of teachers as our good friends. I thought of them as masters of what they offered. I liked them. I liked to listen to them. I didn't always understand what they were telling me, but I did have great respect for my teachers. And maybe that's part of the reason why I continued to do my homework and sit close to the chalkboard and take good notes. I thought learning was pretty great stuff, but I also thought it was really wonderful when the teacher set her eyes on me and shared something that she noticed about me. There's 25 other kids in the class. That teacher has to give her time, his time, thoughtfully to everyone. But when the teacher does take the time to say, hey, I've noticed this about you, you should really be listening to that. That means something. It may be something that is within their subject that they teach, but it may be something outside of it. I remember my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Romeo. Is that a great name or what? I swear to God I didn't make it up. Mrs. Romeo once said to me while I was in a fight with my great friend and I was 
over kind of on the sidelines having my own little tears and I didn't know how to work it out. I I had two friends at school and, and who I thought of as my best friend was mad at me. I didn't know what to do about it. And I remember how Mrs. Romeo came over and she just said, Debbie, you are a very good friend. And she walked away. And I thought, How could she say that when I'm in a fight with someone? But she noticed something about me. She noticed that I valued friendships. I mean, I was willing to give up all these tears over in the corner about a friendship. And and you know what? I took that to heart. Maybe not immediately, but at some point I really took it to heart that even though I only had two friends and I was in a big fat fight with one of them, Someone who was older and wiser and who graded my papers said that I was a good friend. I paid attention to that, and that has really served me in life. Great teachers recommend you for what you do well, but it all starts with them recognizing what you do well. What are your talents? What is it that you freely show? What is it that you don't even know you're so good at, but it's just coming out? Why do I bring this up today? Because it is such an important part of the story of your life. If you are recognized for your talents and you're willing to sit back and really take it in, really receive how a teacher sees you, as talented, you just might cultivate that talent to become your purpose or to become your contribution. It could be something huge for you. Maybe it could even earn you a million dollars someday. Who knows? But it all begins because some teacher recognized your great talent. We're going to talk about that today. Have you been thinking while I've been telling little stories about your great teachers? They might even still be around to hear from you. Why don't we put those stories on the air? Huh? What do you say you give me a little call? Tell me some of those stories. The toll-free line here is 1-888-298-5569. 1-888-298-5569. Maybe you'd like to just dedicate a moment to a teacher you had who recognized your talent. And I want to ask you this. What did you do with that? Did you take it and run with it? If you did, I really want to hear from you. You can even write in to me. I have my Facebook page open. And that is Coach Debbie, it's D-E-B-B-Y. And I also have my personal Facebook page open. So that's Debbie Handrich. Handrich is just like it sounds. H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. And Debbie is D-E-B-B-Y. Debbie Handrich or Coach Debbie, I'll be reading what you have to say. I already heard earlier because I was soliciting from my Facebook group called Get Writing. I was uh, soliciting answers. And Michael and Kara and Tim contributed, so I'll be adding those stories in. Before we go to our first break today, I want to talk to you about the fact that while we think of our teachers and while we think about ways we like to celebrate during these holidays. I hope you're getting into the fun of baking and offering your attention to that yumminess and how baking things can make great gifts, especially for teachers. I happen to like chocolate cake, by the way, just so you know, just in case I'm your teacher. Hint, hint. But Anyway, that's just a side note. I want to tell you about a product that we used to talk about here, and then we stopped, and I want to talk about it again. It's this great product that I am just um, 
I'm just sponsoring because I want to today. And it was developed by dietitian Kristen Hirano, and it is called Just Better. What does it have to do with stories? Well, it's this granulated, wonderful magic potion that you can either order from her website, which is getjustbetter.com, or you can order it from Amazon. Just Better is a prebiotic that you can put in any of the baked goods, let alone your coffee or your nighttime night little cap or anything you want, and it just makes your tummy feel nice. Yeah, it makes your your uh, chocolate brownies that you're making uh, very digestible. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I have found out that even... Well, don't give the brownies to your kitties or your doggies, but whatever it is you give to your kitties or doggies, you can add just a little tiny quarter teaspoon of this, and uh, they'll feel even better too. It's a wonderful way to feel good. It's a prebiotic. And it's even if you were hopeful that it might help you with a brand new weight loss regime, it can help you out in those ways too. Kristen is the dietitian behind all this at getjustbetter.com. And I just want to recommend for the holiday season or any season of your life that you consider bringing this prebiotic into your daily life and definitely into that chocolate cake you might be making for me <laughs> or for anyone else. It's uh, completely tasteless. You'll never know it's there, except that it makes your tummy so happy. All right. We're going to take our first break here. We're actually not spending the show on prebiotics. We're actually talking about your teachers and how they recognize your talents. Yes. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Nathan Mum, host of Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum on KKNW. Tech Time Radio's live show is Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. And you can always check us on the web at techtimeradio.com. Our segmented stylized radio gives you the breaking news before it hits mainstream media. Join myself and Mike Rodea as we'll make you laugh. That's good. Hooked on phonics worked for you, didn't it? (laughs) Just a little bit. And learning something new in technology, join us Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m. and Thursdays from 6 to 7 a.m. The technology show for the everyday common person. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. It's a delight to spend this hour with you. Thank you for reserving time to spend with me. Today I am talking to you about those great teachers who recognized your talents. And I want you to think about the idea that you may have stopped and listened or you may have let that recognition sort of pass you by. But it feels good, my friends, to be recognized. When you can trust that your talents are recognized, you tend to be that person who takes thoughtful and critical actions. We need that. Yeah, we need that. At the job, in the family, at home, we need that. Let's talk about what recognition really is. When great teachers recognize your talents, what are they doing? Recognition is this way of identifying. Recognition is identifying someone's skill or using using your own previous experience and encounters to help you identify great skill that is in front of you now. When a teacher sees your talents, they are in their mind, they're, they're associating it with other talented ones. And they're pointing it out in you. They're saying, I see it in you, too. Recognition also comes by way of an acknowledgement. 
um, saying that there is validity in doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. A great teacher is going to stop and acknowledge you for what you are up to. Finally, I just want to say that Marian Webster says, one that recognizes also is one to appreciate or to acclaim what you do. So when you get critical acclaim, you know, you're, you're mentioned among the board or you're given an award, something wonderful happens. You are acclaimed among the others that have that talent too. I know sometimes I, I have referred to my boyfriend as my very own Einstein. And what I mean by that is that not only does he have this immense IQ, but he has this incredible ability to invent, to just go in his, his upstairs workshop and turn on the, the lights and shut the door and get out all the tools and invent and make all these masterpiece, wild and crazy, wonderful things that I never would have thought of. But wow, wow, it's amazing, the talent. We acclaim people with those who have been most notable, you know? I loved it when somebody said I was her own personal Annie Lamont. I have a wonderful, wonderful feeling towards Annie Lamont. In fact, I brought in one of her books today that I might quote from uh, because she is a, a college teacher as I was. She worked very much with fiction writers as I did. She wanted nothing more than to help people be expressive as I have. But in addition to teaching, as I value so deeply, she took time to publish her works, as I have not, right? I have not made room for that. I have, just to, just to uh, pump myself up, I have made time for the last 10 years to do a live radio show, and I love that. That's publishing my work in my own way. But to, to actually publish a full book worth in one bite, no, uh-uh. no, people get little bits of curriculum at a time from me. So 2022, I'm going to change all that up. I'm actually going to listen to the recognition of teachers and friends and the nudges that have been coming down the pike, at least at the end of the year here, and I am going to publish one, if not two, of my manuscripts in 2022 because, like I said, when a great teacher acknowledges your talents, you might want to do something with it at some point. So now that I'm a ripe old 55, I think I'm going to go ahead and publish my first book. I have five to choose from that are safe and sound right under my bed. And uh, I think I'm going to go for that. But back to you. What are you doing with this great and wonderful life you are living? You have teachers that have recognized your talents. You know you have. And it it may have come at a time when you didn't want to hear it. This is something I used to do. I used to get myself going on a pity party. You know, it was usually something in my life hadn't gone well. And so I wanted to complain about it just a little longer than most people wanted to hear. So I'd have to go home all by myself and have myself a little pity party and feel real bad, real bad. And then the advice or the recognition or the acknowledgement of a teacher would come to mind, but it would come to mind in the middle of one of my pity parties. So I didn't want to listen to it. I wanted to buy into the idea that my own pity was bigger and more significant than what they had said. And I think this is a common way to go. 
I don't think I'm in any way unusual for following that path. And I'm, I'm guessing that maybe in your lifetime, if you've lived, oh, I don't know, 25 years or more, maybe you've thrown yourself at least one little pity party. And it's okay if you never told anyone about it. You don't have to come on public radio like I am and announcing it to the whole world. You can keep it to yourself. It's fine. But think about what it actually really did for you. Probably not a lot. You know, wasted a good night. What does it feel like when instead of having that lonely little pity party, what does it feel like when you say, you know, teacher of mine said X about me, and uh, I, th- I want to see what it feels like to do something with that. I want to see what it feels like to go somewhere with that. Can I just tell you a little bit about some of the people in my world and what I would like to recognize right now about them? This is just me acknowledging one thing, one thing on the top of mind when I think of my students right now. So I want to think about Candace for a moment. Candace is someone who I see as very courageous in the early days of motherhood right now. She is someone who is extremely business-oriented and skilled as a businesswoman, and she is taking on something that has changed her life, motherhood. She's doing a good job at it. She's doing it with grace. This is something I would like to recognize in Candace. Something I would like to recognize in Dawn is that he is one that has not written a book before. He is one that has found an audience of musicians. Musicians typically have a hard time sitting down writing books, but that's his number one audience. Musicians who would like to swing. Yes, they are people that feel the energy in their body and they want to express it outwards. Don has decided he wants to help people love jazz, love percussion, and love to swing. This is going to require Don to put words on paper, and I acknowledge that this is a big deal. This is up there with climbing mountains and reaching new altitudes. But I see that if there is someone that can really, really help jazz musicians enjoy swing, let alone master it. Don has convinced me he's one of those people. I love listening to him talk about it. It's wonderful. Now, Don, just let me know if I need to send you a beautiful black ballpoint pen. You just let me know. All right, next student. Let's think about Let's think about what Michael has done. I would love to recognize Michael for his courage, more than anything, for being someone who is very, very introverted and who has gone hugely public with expressing his story and inviting chefs to the microphone, putting those stories out on a podcast. Really, really, really a big deal when you're terribly introverted I don't like the adverb terribly. When you're very introverted and yet you want to do something that's really public, it takes a lot of courage. And what I saw was that he had something to offer the world and he just kept showing up day after day. It takes a certain courage to keep showing up. There's many more people. I want to ask you what sort of talents out there Do you know you have today, partially because long ago you were encouraged to see them through? Who was it who helped you see that through? It doesn't have to be a teacher by profession or by design. Tim was telling me stories recently about a reverend who helped him really come into his own better. And while he was sharing these stories, 
I was noticing that Tim's eyes were kind of twinkly and he was smiling and he was enjoying memory lane while he was remembering the reverend who encouraged him. Sometimes it's somebody like your mom or your dad who was right there to encourage you. I remember one time my father was so, so encouraging to me when I I had just fallen in love with someone. And I, I said to my father, I was out in New Hampshire visiting him, and I said to him, you know, I, this this person really matters to me. And um, I don't, I don't know if I have what it takes to keep up with him. I didn't know at the time. I was, I was in the early stages of sabotaging things. But my father helped me and said, you know, Debbie, there's, there's no school on how to be a best mate, but you have all the bonuses. You have the wit and you have the personality and you have the comedy, and you have the love that's just all the bonuses anyone could ever want. So if you're hanging out with someone who you think is marvelously talented, don't you worry about a thing. You have all the stuff that people usually have to go without. I don't think he said it in all those words. I think I stretched that out to make myself sound better. But you know, you know how it is? When you're not really recognizing that you could measure up and someone stops you in your tracks and says, oh, no, 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 don't you worry about a thing. And they say all the right words right at the right moment so you can go home and embellish it and enjoy it for all that it's worth, (laughs) just like I did. It's meaningful. You got recognized. You got recognized in a moment that might have even been a huge surprise to you but it elevated you out of any thoughts of sabotage and into taking action in the right direction, going after something you really, really wanted. What is it that you really want? I want you to think about 2022. If you're listening live with me right now, I want you to think about the fact that you've got a few weeks here to make yourself a nice plan for 2022. Nobody says that you have to do everything that you plan, but what would it be like if you planned out following something that a teacher recognized as your talent long ago? What would it be like if you moved forward with that? Let's say just for a moment that... um that it wasn't a a teacher in the formal sense, but where might you have received like some, some calling from another where you felt your talents? I can tell you that I've had pets over the years that in weird ways they've pointed out to me where my talents really were. For example, when, when a pet becomes very sick, you all of a sudden have to make really crucial decisions about your time or your energy. And and that has often helped me understand what I'm willing to do, what I'm not willing to do, what my what my boundaries are. I learned a little about uh, generosity through pets. And what about nature? Have you ever been out in nature? And you started to recognize that there's ways that you interact with nature that bring out your talents. I have a friend who carries this little, uh, what do they call those? Um, They used to call them Instamatic cameras. Oh, I don't know what they're called. They're these cute little, they, they fit in your pocket. They're these old school little cameras, and they're, oh, a point-and-shoot. They're called a point-and-shoot camera. He still carries this point-and-shoot camera in his, um, you know, the pocket you put your pens in, the lapel pocket. And this allows him to interact with 
nature. When you capture an image from nature, you're, you're having a relationship with nature and your talent comes forward in how you create composition with nature. How is it that you see into the, the frame and use the lens to capture an image? There's a relationship there. When you produce the picture, everyone else can act as a teacher and recognize where your skill is. Where is it you chose to crop? How did you choose to capture light? What made it into the foreground? What did you omit? How did you focus on the background? What sort of talent did you bring forward? We have other talents that go beyond visual. As we go into our next break, I want you to think about this idea of a talent, some talent that you have today that was sparked long ago. Stay tuned. We have more to talk about regarding teachers that recognize your talents. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I come to you live every Thursday. We talk about everything storytelling. We talk about your writing, and we even talk about the many ways that you can be the author of your life. You can be the one that decides where you want to give your time and your attention You can be the one that is the authority of where you will go with your life. If you think that sounds too big, why don't you challenge me to a little conversation we can have one-on-one and really talk about the ways that you are working forward with your manuscripts or ways that you might like some life coaching. I'm at CoachDebbie.com. Coach Debbie, spelled D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. Just click on Connect and send me a sweet little note, and we'll make time to talk on the phone or talk on Zoom and see how I can support you with your book, your podcast, your TED Talk, however it is that you are expressing yourself out in the world. Or if you're not ready to express yourself out in the world and you would like life coaching, we can talk about that as well. I have 2021 pricing that will go on in 2022 if you book in these last few weeks of 2021. Today we are talking about the great teachers that recognize your talents. One thing I want to bring up to you is, what does it really mean to be an exceptional teacher? You've probably had an exceptional teacher in your lifetime. One of the number one things that comes to mind is respect, right? A great teacher is one who respects his and her students, A great teacher is one who's going to set some pretty high standards for everyone. And in the classroom, that great teacher is going to respect the opinion of each person because great teachers see that every individual in the class is valuable. Everyone in that class is valuable. I can tell you that as a teacher, 
when I would look out into the classroom, even when someone would express something that wasn't, you know, something, uh, an opinion that I didn't necessarily hold true, what I held true while that person was expressing themselves is that they are a valuable human being worthy of expressing themselves. And it is especially easy to do when the person who is expressing themselves is doing it with kindness and thoughtfulness. We don't have to all agree, but we want to give space so that each of us can be kindly and thoughtfully expressive. Great teacher is going to allow you to do that. They're going to respect you for wanting to express yourself. I think also a great teacher is going to be very patient because as a student, and I can, I can tell you when I am in the role of student, boy, I want someone to give me a second chance if I need it. I want them to give me a little more time. I want them to show me their flexibility. But as a teacher, I also want to offer that. It's like a natural thing from the heart. You want your students to have a second chance if they want to embrace a second chance. You want them to know that you can be flexible with them because you see that they are striving to be their best and to move forward with their lives. It's this reciprocity. When we learn, when we study, when we are a student, when we are a teacher, it's this circle of learning. It's this circle of offering. It's really a beautiful thing. And to go through it all and to not accept the gifts that a teacher gives you simply because they're recognizing your talents. That's a very, very sad thing. And I want to encourage any of you that feel for a moment that maybe you, maybe you dissed an idea that came from a teacher or from a professional. Think about the fact that maybe the only reason you did it is because you were having a low day. I want you to also think about the fact that There are those times when you feel you have a great teacher and you feel that maybe they have dissed you. Well, even great teachers will have a bad day. And hopefully, hopefully they will never say something that could be construed as a bad evaluation of you. But I know it happens. I know students have come back to me and said, you know, when, when you told me that I only got a B on my paper, I thought, would I have ever put the word only in front of a B? Would I have ever said that? God, I hope not. I hope I never said that a B is only a B because a B is definitely above average. But if that's how they heard it, could be that they were having a bad day. But let's just put the whole thing on me. If I said that, clearly, clearly I was a little off. Even the greatest of teachers are going to have a moment when they're a little off. And even the greatest of students are going to have a moment when they're a little off. We owe it to ourselves, though, to come back to that moment when the teacher is telling the great story of recognizing you and how it is that they see you and your talents in the world. They see you and your talents needed in the world. You may have let that opportunity go by. You didn't let it sink in, but it's still in your memory. Can you conjure that memory when you let something go by? When somebody really valuable to you said something, they recognized your talent. Can you put it to work now and see where it uplifts you? Where does it help you? You might even be surprised that some of these teachers weren't actually in the, cl- in the classroom with you, but they, they turn out in a, 
kind of a metaphysical way to be your teacher. They may have previously been an enemy in your eyes. Maybe they were a bully. Maybe they were, I like to call them a jealous intruder, someone you didn't really care to have in your life, but they kept showing up because their jealousy kept bringing them closer and closer to you. They were sort of intruding on your turf. But in that exchange, they had something to teach you. And it allowed you to start to recognize your own talents. Or maybe what they were trying to do was, in a funny and weird way, recognize you. Could it be that your loudmouth neighbor is in some way a teacher? A teacher that is helping you recognize your great skills because you do things so differently than them. Now, we're not really calling in the ego here to take a bow. We're just saying that every now and then, that loudmouth neighbor who is opposite of you might be helping you see that you have enormous patience. But it might even be that they embarrass you with their loud mouth, that they call attention to your great talents, and you're just nervous about it going out into the world before you feel you've really cultivated those talents into something you want recognized by more people. It's interesting where that recognition will come from. Sometimes a great teacher can even be the passenger on the airplane that sits next to you. I remember I took this one flight, and it's happened several times where I've, I've been on a plane, it's going to be a long flight, and at some point, the person next to me engages me not only in a conversation, but in something that they feel is very, very private. And... I've always, I've always thought of this as the safety that happens with strangers. It's the safety, it's kind of unconscious in the mind, but it's the safety that the unconscious mind says, you know, you're never going to see this person again. Why not work out this story? And you end up, if you witness their story, you end up being the person that often recognizes in their weird and convoluted story where they went right or where they were kind or where they were thoughtful and they just couldn't see it. And so you point it out to them. I'll never forget this guy that sat next to me on the airplane. He was taking up his full seat and a little bit of mine. And finally, at one point, he looked over I was I was wearing my engagement ring. This was about, oh, this was probably 20 years ago. I was wearing an engagement ring. It was a blue sapphire. And he leans over and he says, well, you must be one loving girl to get a beautiful ring like that. And he didn't say it very kindly. <laughs> and he didn't say it in a way that I thought he deserved a conversation from me. So I just said, huh, I must be. <laughs> and I went right back to my book. I thought, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to engage with this guy. And within about 10 minutes time, he was telling me about a recent and serious heartbreak. And I don't know why he chose to tell me. I don't know why he chose that to be the opening line to get his conversation going. I don't even know why I listened, but I did. And I could really feel how heartbroken he was. And one of the things he said while he was telling this story was, he said, I, I don't think I'll ever love again. And I said, oh, you might be surprised. You might be surprised, but you don't have to love someone to the depth you loved her anytime soon or something like that. And he just said, whoa. I remember this big whoa. 
out of this big man's deep voice. And he repeated it and repeated and repeated what I said over and over again. It's probably the only reason I can remember it today. And then he said to me, you know what? You should be a love counselor. You have a great ability to teach. And I said, oh, thank you. I am a teacher, but I I don't know enough about love to teach. And he said, no, you really do. You really do. I never thought about that. But you know what was interesting? This man, I don't know. He was older than me at the time. I was I was in my late 30s. He he was definitely older than me. He hadn't really listened to that piece of advice before. But I'm willing to bet you it wasn't the first time he heard it. That's real common advice. That's advice anyone that's dealing with a heartbreak needs to hear. Any teacher could probably point that out. But what I want to point out to you by using this man as my example is to say it was at this time that he listened. I bet you, I bet you, he had heard that many times before. But in an airplane where you can't get up and wander around, in an airplane where he was probably feeling antsy, possibly, possibly he had just left this love. I don't know. But what I can tell you is at that moment, he listened to the fact that he had choices. He listened to something that was recognized in him, which is, you have a heart that's broken. Some of these lessons that teachers help us with are our life lessons. Don't forget that. Teachers are always watching. You can sign up for a woodworking course, and what you remember from that teacher is how they advised you along your career path. It can surprise you what a teacher will notice. But what's essential is that you allow that recognition to feed you and to catapult you into what you need to do next. There are constantly, constantly teachers around you helping you live the life story that you want most to live. They're helping you make your way through lessons. Listen to them, honor them, and if you choose, become one of those teachers and pass it on. I hope this has helped you today, my friends. It has really been great to spend this hour with you. We're here every single Thursday, 4 o'clock Pacific Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, and we offer you an encore show every Friday, 6 a.m. Pacific and 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Until next Thursday, my friends, namaste. Thank you.